Welcome to the kickoff. It's October 17th. My name is Christopher Edwards. Um, exciting day today. Exciting first big long podcast we got going for you guys. Um, my guest today, it's been a long time coming. Uh, Luke, how are you? Pretty good, my man. Like we were, it was funny talking before, uh, before we started recording and whatnot, just that it's been in the works for a couple of years now on and off with, uh, just getting teams together and, and uh, writing and all this good stuff. So pretty, pretty big week. I like yeah. it. <laughs> yes, it is. Can't say enough. I'm super excited. We might as well dive right into it. Um, we're going to start off mostly with this is how our template's going to go week by week. We're going to try to do, obviously, we're going to update it, try and get this podcast as great as possible. We're going to go power rankings and we'll give you a preview for this week and kind of incorporate the two as we go along. Um, I mean, we'll start from five and work down to one. Coincidentally, uh, we do these separately and then we, uh, kind of put them together here as we're getting ready for the podcast and our five is the same with Seattle. What are your, th- what are your thoughts on their opening to the season? Uh, I, I think, well, in my opinion, I think we got definitely through the first six week, a, uh, MVP front runner with, uh, Russell Wilson for sure. Um, they're just looking, I mean, they, when you think about it, like, is, is there a glaring weakness to their team, in your opinion? Uh, personally, I mean, their glaring weakness might, might not be on the roster. It might be on their coaching staff. And uh, <laughs> Sean and I were calling the plays. I mean, their inability or inconsistency to let Wilson loose is a bit concerning as as we continue on in the season. But it'll open up. But, I mean, all levels, like you said, kind of putting it sarcastically, I mean, there really isn't a big glaring weakness in my opinion. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I, I'm right with you. I mean, because the thing is, as, as we kind of, the past couple of years, you know, the O-line kind of sucked. Um, and then last year, you know, we had whatever it was there. Wilson was, you know, barely throwing the ball, but he kind of, he bailed him out on a lot of the, the run-heavy script at the end. Um, yes. But I, I mean, I, I don't think they have. It seems like they really shored up some stuff. That O line is playing a heck of a lot better than it was last year, and obviously they made some, um, some improvements in the off season to it. Um, so I mean, it, it kind of just helps. And you know, we're only six games in, so we still got you know a decent amount left. Um, but I mean, this is like. Russell Wilson completion percentage. We got 72.5%. He is he's averaging more pass attempts than he was last year, still, in my opinion. You should be, you know, probably giving him heck <laughs> up there with most you know, most of the ones out there. Yeah. Uh, just the talent level. But I mean there's just not much of a weakness to it. It's just like you said, Schottenheimer, if they want to keep on running it down people's throats, we'll have to see if that if that uh, works with some other uh Maybe, you know, they, they play the 49ers still coming up here a couple of times. Um, see if that works because yeah. that's going to be a tough matchup for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, they got the Ravens this week. We'll dive into that more in a little bit. But, I mean, I think we're fully on the same page there as it goes. Um, number four, we'll start with yours. We got New Orleans as your team at number four. Take it away. I mean, and this one, you can put a little asterisk next to it. Um, I mean, he's played good. Don't get me wrong. Bridgewater has played good. Yeah. Um, well, I, I should say well enough. Um, 
but that their defense is coming around with you know Lattimore. He started off pretty shaky, and now um, he's been covering a heck of a lot better than when he started. Um, the run D has been really shored up with the injuries getting uh, you know covered, and and they're they're now kind of having everyone on their on their D line. Um, but I I'm just hesitant knowing Teddy is running the show still for, you know, probably two, maybe three more games. I mean, there's all those videos out there of Breeze throwing and this and that, but I still think we got a couple games to go with Teddy. Rightfully so. But personally, I have this team at number two, and that is exactly my point why. I mean, my feeling, my thoughts on it is with Teddy at quarterback and their ability to play, I mean, like you said, as well as they had, they're not playing great. They're not – Certainly, I don't consider them a blue-chip team at this point with Teddy at quarterback. But to me, what's been impressive is Dennis Allen and his defense and just how well and consistent and great their defense is playing without Breeze and how Peyton and the play calling and certainly the players around Teddy have stepped up to kind of fill that talent level that's missing and ceiling in regards to Breeze down to Bridgewater. I mean, it's fully aware to everybody. Bridgewater's nowhere close to Breeze, but... It's just kind of putting it in place for me and thinking about it that, I mean, with a team playing like this, I don't ever, personally, I want to hear what you think. Um, I can't remember a time they had a roster like this to be able to put around Breeze once he's hopefully fully back healthy. I mean, what do you think on that? Yeah, I mean, the you when when Bridgewater, you know, he he didn't go to the Dolphins this, this offseason when they offered him and he decided instead to stay as a backup with the Saints, um, I mean, the highest paid backup in the league, I kind of was thinking, you know, I, you know, geez, should we be spending that money on, you know, more playmakers for Breeze or, you know, something else, sure up the defense even more than it is. Um, but it, it's honestly, that's looking like, you know, an under the radar, probably one of the, one of the better moves of the off season, just because um, they probably were hoping, you know, let's stay afloat. Maybe Teddy can take us 500 and then we'll get Breeze back for the, for the run, but I mean, the, the dude's undefeated right now. Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's hard to, to argue with anything there and having you with, with your ranking of them at number two. I mean, we're kind of splitting hairs between, you know, two and four, not a big yeah. deal. Obviously we both think that they're um, insanely good. So it, it's just, I'm a little bit uneasy until we get breeze back, just putting full confidence in, in Bridgewater. And fully justified as well. I totally get that. Um, my number four team, I got Houston. The Texans at number four for me. I mean, personally, I, I wish we would have gone. <laughs> I wish last week we could have been on this episode because I was all in on the Texans last week defeating the Chiefs. And I was surprised at the reaction publicly and media-wise that it was like some big upset. I mean, if you go and take a look at the Texans and how they've done this season, I mean – the Saints game, they almost, and you can make a case, should have won if their line wasn't so brutal. I mean, we can split hairs every week with teams, but that was an impressive showcase for Watson and the Texans early on in the season. And their only other loss was 16-10 to 10 against the Panthers, and the Panthers' defense has been incredible since losing Newton. I mean, that's a hard game to game plan for when you got Kyle Allen coming in in his first game against the Texans. Um, I just think what Bill O'Brien's doing is really impressive. And first of all, I mean, kind of somewhat uh, pouring, kind of he's putting those flames out in regards to 
what was happening after you made that big trade for Tunzel and giving up those picks. I mean, it's still inexcusable to not have a GM in place, but he's really performed above expectations in my eyes, and I assume the many others. Um, but just that having them on a roll like they are, I can, I don't see any way put it to you this way where their floor can go any lower from where they are. I only see a team that can get going and as their team plays with more continuity and their line plays well together and Watson keeps going throughout the season and they have more film on teams and their defense starts growing together a little more after losing Matthew and losing pieces. I just, I see a lot of room to grow and four and two after beating the chiefs. That's why I have them four. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I mean, the thing is they're coming off of, um, a very impressive win, uh, just like you said, with the Chiefs and all that good stuff. Um, I guess I'm just a little concerned with, and again, I don't have them in my top five, but they, they're right at six and seven, or sorry, right at six and um, uh, right around there. So it's nothing like, again, splitting hairs. But um, are you concerned? I mean, they started off their, their O-line the first four games. You know, Deshaun Watson was on on pace for the most sacks um ever if if you prorated that out to 16 games um but now he he hasn't been sacked the past two games um so kind of a drastic change they they did just lose their um rookie tackle titus howard um which you know he's a rookie it's not he's but he's still he was he was putting in um heavy amounts of snaps yep every game so it's going to be a hit either way um they got tunsil which he he it looked honestly because i mean that first game when it was on prime time against the saints it yeah. looked like holy crap he was getting eaten alive and like wow they just got screwed on a trade obviously yeah. small sample size because now he's he's performing like like the guy that they traded for yeah um does that you know any i guess what do you think of the old line is it is it not bad or like do they just have to get gelling a little i think i think it's like you said not bad average right now but average for watson to me is great for many other quarterbacks i mean personally something we can get to some other episode watson is he's incredible to me i i just believe a lot in watson i think yep. he's fantastic so i think like wilson i mean we didn't touch on it a lot he masks a lot of issues in my opinion watson does great quarterbacks have that ability to do such a thing so i mean i think their line play is certainly i mean back to seattle then that discussion we had what's their weakness on the roster you certainly with houston point to their offensive line and their offensive line makeup and so that's where you point but i just think watson's done a great job of masking it and kind of doing what he can to outplay that and Bill O'Brien's done what he can. I mean, I just I th- I see a pathway to where they can get a lot better from here on out. For sure, for sure. And like you said, it, the mobility helps for him. And I mean, um, not getting too far off topic here, but if 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 we are doing just in my opinion some MVP candidates, I got Wilson at one and Watson at two. So like you said, he's he's been outstanding. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreed there, right with you. Um, might as well get to your three team. After that, we got. Green Bay Packers, take it away. <laughs> well, I, I mean, as, as you know, definitely a, a little bit of a homer pick, a little biased. Um, it was I, I was actually at the game this this last Monday, so I'm not going to talk too much about it because I think I'll probably get uh, some people a little angry at me with the uh, the calls and whatnot. Um, but uh, no, it they 
it's just refreshing as a Packer fan seeing we have a, I mean, in my opinion, probably top 10 defense. Much um, agreed there. With it, just we got the pass rush with with both the guys, the Smiths on the side, and then our, our corners um, are young, but they've been pretty darn great. Um, I am worried that you know we're throwing to three practice squad guys, um, yeah, at all times. So that that is a little bit uh, frustrating. But um, Rogers and I've been an advocate of him for so long, and and high praise is this and that. Um, as he's gotten older and, and as the weapons have kind of gone down the drain, they've gotten worse as the season's gone on with injuries. Um, he, he's figured out, you know, I have an elite defense. I can be a game manager. I don't, I don't have to do, um, you know, just the whole gamut of, of let's put this team on my back and try to score 50 because we're going to give up 40. Right. Um, so it, it, they, we've been kind of hitting on which teams have weaknesses Right now, the the Packers' weaknesses is, is like we said, you know, we're, we're throwing out practice squad guys as, as starting three wide. Um, but we, I mean, we beat a quality Lions team by doing that. And again, maybe a little parentheses around beat. But uh, um, so it, it's, you know, it's hard to to really say that we have a weakness with with that. You know, it'll get fixed. We got Adams coming back, and he, he, he didn't rule out this week. I doubt he plays. I bet he'll be back next week for the Chiefs. Um, and we'll kind of sure that up a little bit. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to see. But I, I just don't see much of a weakness besides getting the, uh, the wide receivers back to healthy. I mean, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, mean, I don't know how many times we're going to say it, but splitting hairs, Packers are my sixth team. Um, so I'm right there with you on that, and I, there's no big glaring weakness. It's just, like I said, for Houston, it's just a matter of them getting rolling. I mean, it's kind of, I don't know if, I haven't heard much about it. I don't know if it's tuned out, but a lot of people seem, in my eyes, to forget LaFleur's first-year head coach. Um, so criticism comes when they're not succeeding, but not a lot of credit when I mean, there hasn't been much room to if they're scoring 20 points a game with Rodgers, but understandably so. So it's justified, in my opinion. I expect them to totally get going. But the highs for Houston have been higher. The highs for Seattle have been higher. That's why I have them above Green Bay. So certainly expect to see Green Bay, Green Bay excuse me, even higher going forward. Yeah, I will say, I mean, it, I, I'm a bit biased, so that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no worries there. Uh, I mean, I got San Francisco at number three, and you got them at two. What are your thoughts so far? Dude, they're looking legit. You know, I'd assume, I don't think it's too bold to say they're probably the most surprising team um, so far. I mean, maybe not. I guess what's your thoughts on that? Um, Surprising, yes. I mean, did you expect them to be in this tier? Of teams? No. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I, I expected I guess, them to be I don't know. good. I didn't expect them to be this good. I've been exactly. I I've been a huge um Kyle Shanahan advocate. I've loved since he was back with Washington. I, I you know, just um I love the young offensive mind and just you know, he when you're pulling out, you know, eight and eight, seven and nine, six and ten records with Nick Mullins and uh um, who the heck was their other back up there that they were? Uh, 
CJ Beathard. Yep, CJ Beathard. There we go. When you're winning with those guys, and I mean, obviously, you know, they're not winning a ton, but if you're going 500 with guys like that, you're doing something right. I mean, yeah. and the thing is, they finally now have a defense, too, that's performing with all these. They, they spent, I feel like, a top 10 pick on their defense the last years. Um, and it's all coming together now. So we got you got Bosa, you got um, all the guys. You still have Sherman there for a uh, kind of veteran presence. Andy still is, is, is a solid player, obviously, but... Um, it's just it's kind of interesting how how it's all coming together, and I just kind of put it all in the back of Shanahan because I've just been singing his praises for quite a while. Um, but like you, I didn't I expected them to be good, and by good, you know, I was thinking you know top 15, 15, 10 range. Um, I wouldn't be expecting us talking about them at at two and three. But no, here they are. Yeah, I mean. It's yeah, I expected them to be good, like we said, but how it's come together's just been super impressive. I mean, we're both on the same page with Shanahan. I mean, the quality of coach, I mean, it's proven, like you said, in Washington early on in San Francisco, but to put on this kind of display is really, really impressive. Can't speak enough about it. I mean, I'm excited to see how they are going forward. I mean, and they have McGlinchey out. Um their offensive line is beat up. Their glaring weakness, I mean, that's been a constant theme. We'll dress it again right off the bat. You look at their roster, and it's their receiving options outside of George Kittle and their weapons. Honestly, I could off the top of my head, I would put them bottom 10 in the league if you took George Kittle out. I mean, it's kind yeah. of – it speaks a lot more to how impressive it is to be able to – put together that kind of unit and that kind of team with what they have so far. So I'm excited to see what they do going forward. Yep. Yep. For sure. It's, it's kind of, I mean, just thinking right now, I, I, I would have probably, well, no, probably not with Arizona, but I was going to say they, they might've been the last one in their, in their division that I expected to, to be this high, but no, probably Arizona, but definitely not over the Rams and the Seahawks. No, definitely not. Um, so yeah, super impressive there. I mean, couldn't guess who's number one. I mean, New England right back at number one. Um, oh, I hate it. <laughs> a lot of people do. I mean, I get in arguments all the time. I love it personally. Oh, um, out of here. <laughs> not a New England fan, just a fan of their greatness. I mean, it's so impressive. Um, just to see it year in, year out, week in, week out. Um, it's just so impressive to me and to be able to keep that kind of consistency um when there's doubts they're big doubts they're we look back on them they're overreactions every time um so i mean this team's just fantastic this defense is just fantastic it kind of speaks more to bill's coaching i mean with him as the de facto defense de facto excuse me defensive coordinator without the title um after brian flores went to miami i mean it's just continuously impressive. Um, their offense has not even the last couple games been nearly as where it should be. It's been if you take those couple games and say we're only three weeks into the season, we're having major concerns. But their roster and their staff and their coaching and just what they're doing, executing, is just overshadowing that. And then to be able to overshadow that in such a powerful way and dominate opponents such as they have, albeit their weak schedule. I hear that, I get that, but 6-0 such in a dominant fashion is just impressive. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I don't want to be the guy just harping on the, uh, the schedule, but um, I honestly think, like, my high school football team could be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, um, like, let's be honest here. So, you know, obviously their defense has been elite. No matter who they're playing, when you give up, one touchdown to a wide receiver. Like they, they've given up three touchdowns and they scored five. And that that's their defense. Yeah. Like, you know, anything. So either way, whoever you play against, that's impressive. I'm definitely gonna give them that. Um I think they're gonna well actually, okay, now they're playing the Jets this week. Darnold back. That'll be at least hopefully competitive for a half. Uh, <laughs> Next week they got the Browns, but then I will say they do have a good five-game stretch here where it's at Baltimore, at Philly, home against the Cowboys, at the Texans, home against the Chiefs. My, I, my, I can't wait for that, man. Yeah, I was going to say that that five-game stretch right there, if they come out of that, you know, four and one, I'm going to say, okay, yeah, th- these guys are like, holy crap, we have ourselves – a yeah. like Super Bowl favorite, five and uh, But honestly, that's that's a pretty like that's a gauntlet right there. That's yeah. a hard five stretch, and then of course they end it with the Bengals, Bills, and Dolphins. So that that doesn't hurt. Well, the Bills are doing good, but um, yeah. So I, you know, we both share them at number one. You know, I think you're kind of being stubborn if you don't put them at number one based on the schedule. Because still going six and zero, you're still playing in the NFL. It's still tough. Um. But, you know, I think once we get to that five-game stretch, we might have a little shake-up here and there. Yeah, which, I, I'm like you said, I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see where that takes us and just our thoughts coming out of that. I mean, that's the, the meat of the season right there, and just that's where everything starts to fall into line. And it's exciting to have them in their kind of schedule like that and just – I mean, like like we said, be, get rolling. It'll be interesting with it. I mean, and especially, too, they're starting to get a little banged up. I mean, every team kind of is. But, I mean, Josh Gordon, just looking here with news coming out, looking like he's going to be out maybe a, a couple games. It says he's dealing with quite a few injuries, actually, just getting kind of those nasty, uh, looking like the nasty, uh, not not like a real bad knee injury, but just the, the video of it didn't look great. But um says unlikely this week, possibly out a couple weeks. So we'll have to see with that. And, I mean, their O-line's banged up. They lost their fullback, which, I mean, it, most teams <laughs> won't care, but for them is kind of important. So yeah, um, we'll have to see because, you know, like we said, we'll get to that stretch of games and, and we'll we'll check it out from there. Yep. yep. Much agreed. Um, might as well transition right into our Week 7 preview as we roll along. Um, first game, Los Angeles at Atlanta. Um, we'll start with Los Angeles here. Um, the Rams, what are you thinking with, uh, especially with Ramsey coming over and, uh, I mean, what are your thoughts? Are we, do you, I guess right now no one really knows, but do you think he'll play? I don't know. Um, I mean, it's kind of that scenario where they're bouncing around the question. Um, I mean, I haven't really dove into the technicalities and everything. I'm, I'm really confident that he passes all the CBA and everything and being able to play and all that, but it's just uh, being game ready. I think that he'll play a little bit. I don't think he'll play much. I mean, we can get into Atlanta, but uh, yeah, 
I'll be interested to see what they do with Julio. That's why I think he may play a little bit, maybe a lot. It makes yeah, it makes sense. I I, I kind of I guess I don't want to get too far off topic here, but just that trade. Um, like that's not off grab- topic. We can dive in right to that. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. I mean, the thing is, do I think Jalen Ramsey is worth two first round picks? Yes, I think that he is. Do I think that the Rams needed him? After, you know, Aqib Tlaib going to the IR, after trading away uh, Marcus Peters, I guess. But if you look at that division, they don't have a true number one wide receiver on any of the teams. No. Nope. I mean, t- Tyler Lockett, you know, he's not really a number one. He's kind of a gadget guy that that is an extremely good wide receiver, but he plays in the slot. He, You know, he's not going to get followed into the slot. Um, Cardinals, they got, you know, Larry. He plays in the slot, but... You know, he's he's not a guy that you put your lockdown corner on because they're going to go aerate and, and spread it out. Um, and then we just talked about San Fran. You know, it, they don't have a – so it's you're kind of sitting there and it's like for six games he's going to be locking up a guy. Like, you know, it was a little bit confusing as to why they would do it. And then – and this is, okay, kind of a little bit of a, like, rant here. But, um, I mean, you just got two first-rounders and I think it was a fourth, traded for you. Like, you have so much leverage. I I don't understand why him and and Tunsil, when that happened to both of them, why they don't hold out until they get their huge contract. Because he's still on his rookie deal. Yeah. Um, So, I, I, you know, it's just kind of, I always thought, who knows, maybe there's more technicalities to it. Um, But I just kind of was wondering. But it seemed a little confusing. I think he's definitely worth the picks, that were traded for him, but I feel like just the team is going to kind of handcuff themselves. Yeah. With all that money. Um, yeah, it's just, it's an interesting team philosophical question in my eyes. I mean, it's so interesting to me and I'm going to be writing about it later this week. It's the first round picks that they've given up the capital that they've invested into these core players. I mean, it's massively interesting to me. I mean, you look, now, this is five years now without a first-round pick. You got 2017 to Jared Goff, 18 for Cooks, 19 with that trade down in Atlanta, um, giving up that pick, and then 2020 and 2021, they're giving picks to Jacksonville. I mean, so sooner or later, they're going to face multiple forks in the road. I mean, that girly contract. I mean, th- there's so much to unpack with how they're building their team, and it's so interesting to see where it takes them. And I mean, talk about a win now window. I mean, they're putting all their chips on the table. Once again, I didn't think they could go even further in than they already were last year after, (laughs) for example, Sue and everything. And then they just keep going with giving their first round picks. I mean, sooner or later, we're going to see what becomes of it um, in terms of wins, in terms of, they're having possible to retool or maybe even rebuild. I mean, it's just, it's interesting that Ramsey was the piece that they thought they needed to go out and get. Um, obviously their secondary wasn't fantastic, but to bring Ramsey into that is just interesting. He's the caliber of player. You would love to do so. The price. Um, I thought it was great for LA in terms of price. I mean, it gives them that opportunity to push the win now window even further, only giving two first round picks. I mean, I don't. I want to hear your thoughts. Do you think Jacksonville could have got more than two first round picks? I think you call plenty of other teams and say we're getting one first rounder one year and one the next. What else do you got? 
Yeah, I th- well, I mean, the thing is, they kind of like good for them. They he held out. He he wasn't playing this and that. You'd think the value would go down, and they stuck to their guns, saying, you know, no, we want these two, we want two first rounders and and more. And I think they got it. I think honestly, looking on both ends, I think he was worth that, and I think the Jaguars got a good haul for sure. Yeah, yeah, massively interesting to me. Um, anything else you got on Los Angeles? No, I mean we'll just have to see. Kind of, we kind of went. Or I went. I kind of got us off a little there, but um, no worries. I mean the uh, they we'll see how that because their their old line's been awful this year. They got a few injuries now. They've been really lucky the past couple years with injuries. Um, now it's starting to kind of show a little bit. So we'll have to see how they all come together. But I will say that their offense got absolutely stifled last week. But they're coming into the perfect team to get it back on track with Atlanta. Yeah, I mean. I, I don't know where to start with Atlanta. I, actually, I'll just dive right in. Their defense is just for a defensive head coach. To, I mean, I don't know. It's just it's mind-boggling to me to be able to take away as Quinn to take away defensive play calling and then have your defense be this bad is just mind-blowing. Um, I don't know where they're watching their games back. All six games, it's like. One unit plays amazing while all others play terrible one week, and then they just flip flop around. It's like it. I, I'm not an X's and O's genius. So I can't tell you what they're doing on every play, but like I don't know where to start. I can't imagine the discussions they're having. I'm really surprised. Blank is their owner, Arthur Blank, is holding firm on hasn't hit the panic button. One in five this early into the season is just. I mean, wow, I didn't expect it at all. I assume you didn't expect it at all, but I'm just super interested to see how they play against a Los Angeles team. Like we said, it's just middling this far into the season. And, I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it, I, I don't think that uh, Dan Quinn's going to have a job much longer. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. I think he'll be gone, especially it wouldn't shock me after this after this week. Um, get rid of him, and uh, we'll have to see. I mean, it doesn't help that he, he's had some injuries on the defensive side, but this is a team with so many offensive weapons. It reminds me of the old Saints teams, the old Packer teams. Um, the offense is scoring 35 a game, and their defense is giving up 40. Yep. Um, so we'll just have to see kind of a bummer with the, uh, um, him being a defensive, you know, background, but, um, yeah, that's kind of all I got on that one. We'd probably get to the, I mean, with their schedule, just an additional note, they got Rams at home, Seattle at home at new Orleans at Carolina, the next four games. <laughs> I don't see him making it out of that stretch. Oh geez. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, they might. Yeah. That's ugly. Like you said, out of this weekend's even a possibility. Um, yeah. Miami at Buffalo. Um, we could start there with Miami. Um, I'll let you start with that one. I, I mean, honestly, is there much to say? <laughs> no. um, it, it's. I think you can just expect another, uh, another. I don't know, twenty point loss, and and because the Bills have been looking good. The Bills, uh, they got. I will say also a very easy schedule, just being in the NFC East, um, or sorry, AFC East. Um, but yeah, so it'll be 
I think a pretty easy walk for them. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess the the cool thing with Miami right now is just trying to listen who who they're going to trade. Um, it sounds like they're they have Kenyon Drake out on the on the block. Um, I mean, they already got rid of Tunsil, Fitzpatrick, all that good stuff. Um, I will say, I've uh, I was never a big Rosen guy coming out of college. Didn't think much of it. Um, but holy crap, has he gotten the short on the stick his first two years? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's telling at Fitzpatrick is going back in there. Um, honestly, it's it's kind of sad, like you said, but I'm interested more so to see where it goes after this, see what his pathway is. It's not looking too bright right now. Um, there's going to be a lot of QB turnover at the end of this year, but looking at some of what the beat writers said out of Miami, none of them were surprised to see Fitzpatrick back in there. Um, they mentioned as bad as he has been in practice as a reasoning, his ability to not pick up what's given to him, his read of the offense, his ability to call uh, the blocking schemes. And just they have a small, be it really small core group of players that will be there past this year. And they got to keep them engaged. They got to keep them thinking that they're at least trying somewhat put a W in their record. So I can see the reasoning for going back to Fitzpatrick. I certainly did not believe it would happen, but it's interesting to say that say something about it. For sure. For sure. Um, Buffalo, I mean, like you said, they're, they're rolling. Um, rolling for Buffalo so far, 4-1 and one with an easy schedule. Um, I'm excited to see, excited uh, when Buffalo, those two words don't really correlate much often, but um, I'm excited to see where the, how they do going forward. I mean, it, just like we said about the schedule, they got home against Miami, and then they're home against Philly with a little test there, and then they got Washington after that. And then they're into Cleveland. Um, I mean, we'll honestly, we'll get to each game as we go through each week, but like they're just – it seems like they got a test and then they not necessarily a week off, but then they just, they have an easy schedule. So um, yep. it's just interesting to see rambling on about Buffalo um, <laughs> on to Cincinnati. A little uh, New England fun there, but um, oh. Cincinnati, <laughs> I just loved that one. I was um, say, yeah, we can we probably just lump them right in with Miami. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um there yeah i mean have you been impressed just to bring something out of this cincinnati conversation have you been impressed with first year head coach zach taylor somewhat uh, i yeah I, I guess i i mean um he started off very impressive just with you know they were losing games based on their defense yeah i phrased that question that that way because i have i'm interested to see what you what you think on that one Yep, yep. It, it's just the, you know, the defense is is what's been failing them. He he kind of made Andy Dalton look pretty cool at the beginning of the year and <laughs> kind of turned back into Andy Dalton. Um, I honestly don't think I've ever seen a worse offensive line, yeah. um, which is incredible. So honestly, Jacksonville this weekend, it, it you know, if they're getting uh, ugly, I, I honestly feel bad for Joe Mixon. Yeah. <laughs> Because the like Jacksonville is gonna just eat eat him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so that I 
I think this is going to be a pretty easy game for for Jacksonville. Even though they just lost Ramsey, I don't think it matters. No, me neither. I think that that locker room's got to be a little bit happy. They don't have that uncertainty anymore. Um, there's something with sports. Whenever it's addition by subtraction, the, the team plays a little better. Um, sure. So, I mean, we could have a possible Minshew explosion as that heats up a little more. I mean... Oh, possibility for, yeah, the possibility for that would just be fascinating. I'm, I mean, that just kind of talk and that cloud of buzz around Minshew would just grow even further if the possibility for that this weekend comes to fruition. For sure. I, it would just make me so happy if Jacksonville fired Doug Marone and then hired Mike Leach and a little Minshew Leach. <laughs> just bring that back. Yeah. Um, or- just a quick side note. What did did you see uh, Marone's press conference? He, he was a little heated. He was yeah, a little, a little riled up, a little rattled. I agreed with him, but I mean, I don't blame him for being rattled. I mean, that's quite an undertaking with such a polarizing figures, plural, with Coughlin and Ramsey. Yep. Um, just interested to see uh, how they play this week. Um, we got Minnesota at Detroit. I'll let you start with where you want on that one. As a Packer fan, I'm hoping Minnesota, you know, they, they get beat down by by Detroit and then we have a, a game or two up there. Um, okay, but but besides that, uh, it, honestly, it used to be, you know, you play Detroit, you, you got a W. Um, but they're looking they're looking pretty tough. They're they're it's it's kind of different. They're they're a little bit more creative than I expected. But by saying that, it's it, they're definitely not like up near the top or anything. But I was expecting, you know, they bring in Daryl Bevel, and well, actually, I mean, out Seattle for a while with the whole ground and ground and pound and all that stuff. Um, but they they haven't, you know, just tried to run it down your throats, which I thought also would fit into the. Uh, um, I'm blanking on who the heck that Patricia. Gosh, that um, it seemed like a Patricia thing to do as well. But they're they're still they're pretty even. They're still passing a decent amount. Um, Stafford's looking good. I think it's gonna be actually a pretty uh, um, pretty good game compared to in the past when it's usually just okay. Minnesota's got that uh, pretty handedly. Um, but yeah, nothing too crazy there. What what do you think on it? I think Detroit gets a W. Um, right, that may surprise right. a lot of people, but I think Detroit uh, pulls a win. It's the first uh, kind of real pick we've had to make here with Los Angeles, Buffalo, and Jacksonville being clear picks. Um, yep, yep. I think Detroit pulls a W out there. Um, just uh, their defense, like you said, with Patricia has been a little impressive. Bevel and their offense is concerning, but same goes for Minnesota. I don't. I don't have an ounce of belief in Cousins. Um, not like he'll hear this, but I kind of hope he would because <laughs> I just I hope it would put some spark into his play. I can't. They're honestly my least favorite team to watch week to week. I every team just has something where I'm looking. What what am I looking for here? And it's almost like what what can I do to avoid watching Kirk Cousins play? <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't stand it, and it's kind of a disgrace, in my opinion, to 
Diggs and Thielen, I wish we could do them so much better because I love watching those guys when they get the ball and cook as well. Exactly. Their offensive line has even improved. I mean, Cousins is just holding them back. And it's not sad because I don't have any emotional attachment, but <laughs> <laughs> this well, is their last real year as a, for a push with their cap situation. And Yep, yep. And, and I mean, I, I just I don't understand what the heck their like process is because it's like hey let's go fully guaranteed give cousins a huge deal let's give we'll extend Thielen to a huge deal we'll extend Diggs to a big deal and then let's just run it down their throats like what yep you know what 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 you're doing something's backward there if you're signing these guys use them yeah I know it's it's puzzling um having that off the books will be interesting but I mean their defense is just they have so many guys coming off the books as well they're not going to be able to keep everybody this is their last real push i'm interested to see how they are going forward but with stafford and uh their defense playing above expectations from what i thought at the beginning of the year and just patricia kind of keeping it dialed in i mean like you said you expected w's when you played detroit and that's changed this far into the season with patricia and it's almost weird to say that Detroit has little consistency with how you expect them to be competitive each week. And I expect that to remain true with the Lions W this weekend. Who do you got? Yeah, give me, if it's at Detroit, give me Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Um, this next game, I know exactly who you're going to pick. We got Oakland <laughs> at Green Bay. Um, take it away with your Packers. What do you, what do you expect out of them this week? Um, I like. I mean, we kind of hit on it a bit with the uh, when we were going through the power rankings and whatnot. Um, but I guess this is one game where I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm obviously concerned about our lack of weapons in the passing game. But um, I'm just glad that we're going against Oakland and not the next week um, with Kansas City. And that's that's honestly that's no like shot at Oakland, but you know, we it, Oakland's not Kansas City. We can all agree on that. Um, yep. So we'll just have to see that their defense has been better in Oakland. Ha I mean, Oakland just beat the Bears, which isn't, you know, uh, not an easy task. They, they, they're not the Bears of last year. But um, so we'll have to see. I, I think it, we, were, we were going through the office today, given the, uh, given the pick predicts. And I said Packers 24, Oakland 14. So I'm sticking with that. Um, but it'll be interesting because the thing is, too, Oakland's missing a lot of their um weapons and, and by a lot i mean one of them went crazy in the off season and <laughs> is not there anymore and then the other one tyrell williams looking like he's dealing with some some plantar fasciitis and, and that good stuff which he hasn't practiced so um and then darren waller the they're you know they just signed a big deal uh yesterday which was a pretty cool story if, if people don't know about that check it out um but he he popped up on the injury report mid midweek is never a good thing with a, um, a foot issue. So I, as a Packer fan, I hope he plays just because he's an awesome story. But um, for sure, it, it it'll be it'll be interesting because they both are kind of battling some some injuries. Yeah, um, I have Green Bay as well. I mean, I expect them to keep rolling. I mean, he covered it all. I mean, I don't have anything to add there. I expect Green Bay to win. If I had to give it a score. I'd go 27-17. I mean, Oakland, they don't, they're not consistent, but Gruden has them playing respectably. So that's what I expect there. Um, 
Houston at Indianapolis. Um, I mean, for Houston, I mean, I'm contemplating right now. We didn't do these game picks previously, and a lot of them aren't these aren't that tough this week. I expect Houston to get uh, a W closely. I mean, my mind's going back and forth right now, but this is I'm so excited to watch this game. Uh, with Bill O'Brien's um, going to be able to pull out. Uh, it's just ex- it's exciting. Um, Indianapolis side of things. Frank Reich hasn't played fantastic. Um, we get to touch on the luck thing every week, every day. Um, <laughs> Brissett has been playing good. And I, I think the word great is over years. He's been playing good. And... It, that's all they've needed. Chris Ballard has done a fantastic job with their roster, putting it together, and um, giving them the ability to win each week with Brissett as a game manager. Game manager, excuse me. Testament to their staff. Testament to testament to their roster building. Um, puts them in position to be like they have been thus far, and they're competitive. I don't ever count them out, and. Just with Houston, their defense being able to play up to a elite level or an average level every week, they're never terrible. Um, I just I think Watson will be able to. These are games where you have that great quarterback; he'll get you a win if you really need it. I mean, that doesn't happen every time, but these are those kind of games. Early Sunday, you need a win. You're playing against a tough team. Great quarterbacks tend to come out of these games with a win somehow, some way, and that's what I expect. Yeah, I mean, like you kind of said with the like the Colts, they're just like they're just kind of cool. Like <laughs> it sounds weird, um, but Frank Reich, he's he's just the man. He's really cool. Chris Ballard's done an awesome job. Um, and honestly, when Luck left, I, I was the first one jump ship, saying, you know, this is they're screwed. This is the season's over. Um, but Brissett, like you said, you you hit it perfect. He's played good and he's played well enough to keep them in like a playoff hunt and and just feeling like you still have a shot. Um, they they all, I mean the um, Ballard he he did an awesome job by by signing him to that two year, thirty million dollar deal, so they don't have to worry about the you know franchise tagging them and whatnot. Because right now it's looking like he. It, if he keeps playing like this, it would have been an ugly franchise tag versus long-term deal. He's right on that cuff. Um, but I, I'm right with you with just, I want to say Indy, it's at Indy, but how Watson's been playing and just the Texans in general, I, I'm right with you. I'm going Texans in a close one. Probably. I'll do 28-26. Almost took it right out of my mouth. Um, 28-26 is just a few points off for me. I think it'll be 30-27, uh, some variation of that. 30-27 is my pick, but I think it'll be a field goal, close game, that kind of thing. Um, we got Arizona at New York. I mean, um, I'll start here with Arizona. Um, they're such an interesting team and fascinating team. I talked about excitement level of watching, for watching a team and what I watch each week. Arizona's on that list for me of, what am I looking for this week? Um, they're exciting with Kyler. They're exciting with Cliff Kingsbury and the head coach there. What he's putting together each week. Um, it's just, it's fascinating. We talked about Fitzgerald as being that receiver for them. That's He's always there. 
it's each week to week it's interesting to see uh murray grow um it's kind of against the same kind of team in new york um the defenses they're i mean it's splitting hairs with this team i see them in the same scenario i see i see arizona as a team that has more uh more room to grow new york's kind of a more of a little bit veteran roster uh, just how raw Kingsbury and Murray are with their system, but you see the flashes there. They're going to be successful in my eyes, but obviously it's that kind of year with a rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. Um, I mean, David Johnson has been showing out a little bit this year, but New York and Daniel Jones and their defense playing a little average and getting them by um, in my eyes. I mean, with weapons coming back for uh, Jones in some sort of fashion, we don't know exactly who will play yet, but it's going to be better than the last couple weeks and what he's had to deal with. Um, I expect the Giants to fight and fight and fight, but I expect Arizona to get a little surprising win this week. I like it. I like it for sure. Um, I'm right with you. It's been super fun to um, watch Kyler Murray just – grow as you know i mean obviously kind of controversial pick um you know all all the narratives and all that good stuff but i mean he didn't he didn't start off the greatest he started off you know pretty pretty rough just according to uh pro football focus i mean weeks one through four he had a 61.6 pff grade um the last two weeks that's up to 87.6 which i mean if you if you hit 90 you're in, in elite for them so it's it's he's been looking great um I wish, oh, crap, I forgot who the heck it was who shared the, I tweeted it out, um, video of Kyler Murray. They were showing some of his really good passes the past two weeks, and he has he's just looked better, like comparing just, like, and obviously that's an easy way to just put it, but you watch those first games, he looked uncomfortable. He looked like he, he was just not running the offense of, of the air raid and all that good stuff. Um He's kind of just letting it loose, and he looks just a little bit more free out there. Um, and he's running the ball more. I mean, that 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 was kind of, you know, everyone thought that that's what he was going to be, a dual threat, Mike Vick, this and that. Um, he started off the year kind of hesitant, and now he's kind of just – he he's, looks a lot more relaxed out there, which is showing with, you know, the past couple of games they've played quite well and, and picked up a W. Um I'm also pretty darn anti-Gettleman, so I'm going to pick Arizona <laughs> just for that. Um, no, but i I not a Gettleman guy, not a big fan of the Giants. Don't I, I don't know what the heck he's doing with them. Um, but I think Arizona is more on the up and up, and Giants are a little stagnant right now. So we'll, uh, I'm going Arizona for sure. Awesome. Um, score for that game for me. Um, it's one of those where you see the potential for a high-scoring game if it gets out of hand, but I think it'll kind of it'll go back and forth. I expect the 2014 score out of this one. Oh, you got pretty low. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I, I was gonna go. I got 24-28. Alrighty. Um, on to San Francisco at Washington. I mean, this <laughs> one's pretty universal here. We can say it for both of us. We both have San Francisco this game. Um, yeah. I mean, just that we discussed it earlier, their impressiveness, impressiveness excuse me, this season. Uh, I expect it to keep rolling. Washington, 
I just want to see Dwayne Haskins play. That's all I really have on them. Um, I want them. It's interesting that this new coach is so run heavy, and I don't know if we'll get to see Haskins this I year. Hate it. I, I hate, hate it so much, but <laughs> I can't, I despise it. Um, actually, uh, pair that with Kirk Cousins. It's something I don't want to watch. I want to see Haskins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, funny, it's Washington and Kirk Cousins, but I, I want to see Haskins play. Um, I expect another San Francisco W. I expect a blowout. And I personally expect a 13-34 win for San Francisco. All right, all right. I will say some of my buddies, we do our our lock of the week. And my lock is San Francisco 9.5, um, which I like you have there. I think they're going to like double yeah. there. Um, but, yeah, it's we, we hit on San Francisco a lot when it comes to Washington. Um Honestly, when they fired Jay Gruden, it, it kind of had to be done. You had to do something, this and that. But I, I think Gruden is, is a pretty solid coach. Um, I think he's Agreed. done well I agree with you there. Just the crap that he's had. Um, I think they have the worst front office possible. Yeah. Um, the whole Trent Williams ordeal and all that good stuff with the Alex Smith surgeries going wrong and Darius Geis surgeries going bad. They got a mess there that hopefully uh, they can just reset everything. And it, I think it starts from the top coming down with, with the office. But that's a little bit off topic with the uh, team. But there's really not much to talk about with them. So no. <laughs> um, I'll, give them, I'll, I'll give it a little bit closer here. I'll do 10 to 24. But, you know, not, not much. Yeah, not much there. Um what a polarizing game in my eyes. We got the Chargers at the Titans. Um, what what are you looking for in that one? Well, you know, we're getting we're getting a little QB change. We're switching it up a little there, rolling the dice. Um, the Titans, they're just kind of ugly. Um, <laughs> you know, you somehow every time you look at them, you're like, okay, we got Mariota who who is struggling, but somehow they are gonna sneak into the playoffs at nine and seven or ten and six, like they seem to always do. Um, but I think it'll be interesting. I, do I think the QB change does much? No, not really. I think they're pretty darn close to the same talent level. Um, if anything, maybe they'll just hand it off to Derrick Henry a bit more. Um, they've always had a pretty, you know, pretty solid defense, especially with Vrabel, you know, running the show there. Um, but holy crap. And I mean, it's not really the Chargers fault because they've been as they have been the past like five years decimated by injuries. But I had extremely high hopes. And then it just all has been That's interesting. Down. I was not high on them at all this year. I didn't. I didn't see it. Yeah, I. I I had them behind Denver in my uh, division rankings. That's how uh, low I was this year. Uh, I mean, big Denver Flacco guy. <laughs> no, 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 big Fangio guy. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, I was excited. I mean, Denver's another story, but I I didn't I didn't see it. I mean, week after week, it's continued into this season. It's like Rivers has got to just pull them out of some scenario to win the game and i i think anthony lynn's a good coach i think he has a good staff um it's just it's almost like this team that played reminds me of a few nba teams where it's almost like they're so confident in the building and then they go to the field and it 
they play like they they know they play like they know they're good, but they don't believe they can win. And and then the fourth quarter, they remember how good and talented they are, and it's just it. it I don't know. It's just a fascinating team. And I mean, I expect them to win this week against the Titans, but like, I, I'm not even saying that confidently because at this point, I just, it's fascinating. I'll have more on them next week, but like, I, I just don't know where to start. That's a, I, I'm at, well, hold on. Give me a, give me a score here. <sighs> My score, uh, like, it's, I thought about it when you were talking there and like, I don't, I almost want to pick the Titans, but my gut is telling me the Chargers. Um, Twenty-four to twenty here. Okay. See, I'm I'm going Titans. I'm going Titans. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's I think it's going to be one of the uglier games. I definitely am betting the under. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I'll go thirteen seventeen Titans. Um, I think you know they're they're going to try to just ground and pound and play defense, which so far, um hasn't been awful for them because i mean they're still you know in the hunt so we'll have to kind of see it's it's i mean they're not crazy because i mean they're two and four which isn't good but we'll have to see that they they did you know make a qb change hopefully something sparks them a little bit but who knows yeah i mean just one more thing on the charges there real quick i mean I didn't expect them to be this bad. I just, I saw the pathway for it, and I wouldn't have nearly been close to, I wouldn't have been surprised at all if they played to the team many expected them to be. It's just, it's one of those scenarios where they could be so good and like they are right now. Um, New Orleans at Chicago. We, we discussed New Orleans earlier in the podcast, but to me, the story here in this game is just Chicago and their offense and I I expect the New Orleans W. How it gets there, I'm fascinated to see. Um, it's kind of like the tales of, I don't know, a comparison here, but like it's just the tales of the two sides. I mean, you got Chicago's fantastic defense against Peyton and then that offense, and I'll be interested to see how Bridgewater does. And then you got New Orleans' impressive defense to spar, certainly not the caliber of uh, Chicago's playing against that offense. I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about, I mean, obviously we can, but like, it's like, it's disastrous and it's not fun to watch. And it's interesting to see where that one goes. I mean, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's a little bit just like, like I was kind of saying, it's, it's hard to be, I can't get myself confident in the saints with, with Teddy Bridgewater, which it, I, I don't know why I just, you know, um, but the thing is, I still think the Saints win, but I don't think like I, I'll say like twenty seventeen. Um, yeah, but I can see that it's just like it could be a pretty darn ugly game, like the Saints had last week with Jacksonville. You know, what was it? I think it was like ten to six or twelve six or whatever the heck it was. Um, ugly. That's what it was. But I think this could turn out to be the same because. Uh, you know, Chicago, they lost Fangio, but they still have a incredible defense. I mean, they did just put Akeem Hicks on IR, so it, it might, you know, that's their run stuffer. So maybe maybe they can get going on the ground a little bit more than usual against Chicago. But it's looking like Kamara's not going to play. Um, so we'll have to see. I mean, they still they got Latavius Murray, who, who will fill right into that role. Obviously not quite as good, but um, so 
I think it just be could could be pretty ugly. I, I actually I want to see too what the weather is going to be, because um, I know ah no actually it's looking pretty solid. I know there there are talks possible showers and cold and all that good stuff, so it could get ugly with that. But um, I'll give it twenty seventeen to the Saints, and and I am sure hoping as a Packer fan that works. <laughs> <laughs> I expect the twenty three fourteen win for the Saints here. A little more one-sided than your uh, your pick, excuse me, but I think we're on the same page with that one. Um, This is my favorite game of the week. I'm interested to see uh, what your thoughts on this one, but Baltimore at Seattle. I mean, that one is just fascinating in so many ways. Um, We spoke about Seattle earlier. Baltimore's had a little up-and-down season to start, but, but I'm just... For me, one of my big takeaways six weeks into the season is how impressive Baltimore's coaching staff has been. To be able to, we don't see it that often, we see it in New England, but to be able to adapt to what they have in Lamar and put him in a scenario to grow and the best possible scenario at this point to win is just so impressive to me. I touched on the Peters uh, trade last uh, last episode. Um, to me, that's just, it's it might make more of an impact, honestly, than the Ramsey trade, just because of, it honestly feels to me like Ramsey's more out on an island where it's almost like you have like this huge established defense that you're bringing Peters in to kind of fill. Like, it's, like, it's almost like a comparison for basketball. It's almost like you bring Cousins into the Warriors. Not to say, I'm not comparing, Ravens aren't on that level, but their secondary to me is. And you bring Peters into that, and it just fills it out to another it's it's impressive to me um touched on their offense a little bit for seattle i don't i don't expect to win this week um with schottenheimer and we have we haven't seen a track record where you can see them and their passing game get going to a level where i think it needs to beat the secondary in this offense um i just don't see it to be able to outscore it but you never know with wilson he has these games where he could put up 50 points, so I'm not counting them out. Um, their defense is impressive, although they're one of the, they're 28th when uh, thrown down the field 15 yards plus. So this kind of running game for Lamar, plus long field deep threats with that kind of offense, that's what they're schemed for. So I expect the Baltimore win. I expect it to be high scoring. I expect them to pull away late. There have not been many losses by three points or more in the Pete Carroll era. Pete Carroll era, excuse me, but um, I expect thirty-four thirty from oh. the Ravens. Interesting. See, and I I one hundred percent agree with what you're talking about with Baltimore's defense, or sorry, with their coaching staff, um, and with the defense, the, the defensive backs that you were talking about. Um, I think with Peters coming over, like over when he was with the Rams, it's kind of like you, you know. You're out there the whole time. You're playing. You're, you got your side. You're locking them down. Um, now he's joining, you know, Baltimore's uh, their their secondary, and who that's already insane. Uh, maybe you know, be be a little bit more of a, a certain snaps come on the field, certain packages, this and that, um, take the load off of them a bit. Um, but I I I'm very interested to see how Lamar Jackson handles handles up in Seattle. Um, Yes, he started off insanely well. He's done really good. The the running um, has definitely helped him out. I still, you know, he's 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 a better passer. 
I still don't think he's anything top 15, anything like that. Um, get him up there, get the crowd going. I, I It wouldn't shock me if we get, you know, two, three, four turnovers out of him. Um, just with that, like I said, Pete Carroll, he, he's he's done it his whole time in there with defense. Um, it's not near what it was back, you know, back in the uh, couple years ago with the Super Bowl runs and everything. But I think they're going to get a couple turnovers in there. I really do. Um, I'm picking Seattle winning this one, I guess, kind of handedly, 27-17. Um, I just think that it wouldn't surprise me if this is the first game of the year where we see a little bit of Lamar Jackson meltdown out there. Um, just with the turnovers, the accuracy issues, and just trying to force a little bit more than he has to. Fair enough. I mean, I can see that Seattle win. I just I'm impressed with Baltimore to start. Um, on to Philadelphia at Dallas. Um, this is a, another interesting game this weekend. It's right up there with one of the best games this week. Um, I mean, when Dallas is good, when Dallas is bad, we hear about it. I mean, well, <laughs> I mean. Their defense, the story's been their offense. To me, the story is the defense. They were just so outstanding last year. They had to regress a little bit. And it's almost like that Wentz year we saw, speaking on Philadelphia, he was so, so good. You have to regress a little bit. You can't hold those numbers that are so, so impressive. Um, I'm amazed by Chris Richard and his bill. I think he'll be a fantastic head coach when he gets that opportunity. When, not if for me. I think he's a fantastic coach what he's able to do, they're still holding teams at 20 points a game, and it's their defense we're talking about because their offense is getting rolling. Um, I think Kellen Moore is doing as best a job as he can as a start for a coordinator, but, I mean, I think Garrett is just holding this team back and has been for a long time. Yes. But, um, I, it's interesting to me. It's kind of It shows the disparity in the two coaches when you got Garrett clapping in that video where the players are coming <laughs> off the field they're not high-fiving them and then you got peterson saying it's going to be a battle of coaching we're going to go in there and win it just shows shows what players play for um all that being said i expect dallas to win this game um i mean i'm going back I, all week i was going back and forth on it monday i expected philly just to come in and kick them while they're down and destroy them this sunday and then Going through it, I expect Dallas to kind of bounce back. I mean, it's tough to run against Philly. It's not hard to get to throw against them. Cooper will be banged up. We don't know yet if he'll play. Um, I just expect Dallas to get right back on track in some ways. Um, I expect them to win. I don't expect it to be some huge, pretty showcase for their offense, but I expect them to win 23-21. Okay, okay. I... I'm I'm right with you with with both both Dallas uh, coordinators. I will say I um, I've been extremely impressed with Kellen Moore to the um, effect of and it was it was super interesting this this last week um, they had Romo call in the Dallas game, um, which you know obviously he's he's probably got a little insight there, probably knows some stuff, um, and. He said he was like this offense. They got Kellen Moore running it, but you can tell that um, Jason Garrett has his hands still on it. Yes. Um, and the thing is, you you look at it, and they were they were in the top five or sorry, the top seven. Um, their first three games when they go three and zero running play action 
their last three, it's like they they just plummeted it's right like down. Like they forgot them. they have it. Exactly. I think I want to say I was looking at it there. It was like twenty seven or thirtieth, but either way, near the bottom in their uh, um, in play action. So it 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 has kind of been with the losses. They haven't been using it. They, the rumors are going around. Garrett's been getting his hands in more on the play calling. I have no idea why. Um, I think next year it wouldn't shock me if um, all three of these coaches are gone with with Richard and uh, Kellen Moore getting head coaching jobs and Garrett just being fired, um, or I guess or one of them being promoted to to head coach. That's uh, why I think they're holding off on the coaching change. Sorry to interject, but I think no, I spoke on that in the last episode. I think that I think Jones is holding off so that they can get that big name in there, like. Lincoln Riley's been spoke of. Sean Payton, obviously, that won't happen now. I think that's the reason they're holding off. I think Richard will get interviewed because I expect Garrett to get fired at the end of this year. But it's such a polarizing issue to me. For sure. And like you said, kind of with that all being said, I'm still going to I'm going to pick Dallas. Um, the, the secondary of the Eagles is awful. I won't be shocked if they <laughs> trade for a big cornerback at the, uh, at the deadline or before it, obviously. Um, but I think Dallas could, uh, can kind of score and do what they want on them. I'll give it 24 to 20 Dallas. Interesting. Um, awesome. I mean, I mean, not much more to say there. Um, I mean, it's going to be an exciting week, so I'm excited to watch all these games and, uh, see what comes of it, uh, address it next week. Um, you got anything else? No, I think that one, I mean, not much to say with the, the Eagles. I kind of was just going off on the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> right. But no, I, I still got them. I got them winning for sure. Awesome. I mean, that's all we got. Um, we'll be back. I mean, figuring out uh, <laughs> when we're going to be back is a little bit of a different story, but we'll have another episode soon. Um, that's all we got. Perfect. All right. Sweet. Peace out.